out beyond the ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing. There is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make sense. Hi everyone. I am always fascinated by social circles and the phenomena of who knows whom and what those connections are based on. In Nico's case, I have been in awe more than normal. On all social media platforms, I run into Nico. On each platform, he seems to be connected with a different group of people, which I am somehow connected to as well. Yet we have never met. Based on all these platforms we seem mutually connected to, it was clear that I had to chat to Nico and meet me in the field and hear how he fits in where and how he got there. I'm so happy that I did. The conversation which follows flowed as easily as a full river, and the connection was there right from the start. It's really interesting to hear how Niku came into the healing world and which modalities he practices. I am still keen on doing a Reiki course with him, and I'm also very interested in getting hypnotized by him. If you are keen to find out more about Niku and any of his healing modalities, please connect with him on his website, which is www.nikuredlinghuis.com, and that is N-I-C-O for Niku, and Redlinghuis is spelled R-E-D-E-L-I-N-G-H-U-Y-S, nikuredlinghuis.com, or on Facebook and Instagram under Indigo Spirit Academy. Indigo Spirit Academy. This podcast is supported by The First Layer, the 12-step workbook on working through the 12 steps in any addiction in 21 sessions. There's also a 24-day step coaching and counseling program available based on The First Layer. For more information in this regard, go to www.freddy.org.za and click through from the notices at the right of the homepage. Please also look out for information on my new book, Life and Non, a 12-step guide to life for non-addicts. You can find it by following the link from the right of my homepage. It costs 300 rand without postage. Order from me in my shop at www.freddyshop.co.za. This is Nikus' story. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Good early Monday morning, Mr. Niku Riedlinghuis. How are you doing? <laughs> Hi, Freddy. Well, and you? <laughs> I'm very well. Thank you very much. It's terribly early for me on a Monday morning, nine o'clock. But you <laughs> said you've already meditated and done various things. So you are as awake as can get. That's right. Yes. Yeah, are I get up at five in the morning. So yeah, I'm not a morning person and that's why I do it because I want that peace and quiet. If I have to start my day, I have to, I want to start in peace and quiet at five o'clock in the morning. Nobody else is up except maybe the neighbors, but (laughs) um, building the house or renovating the house. (laughs) um, No, they're still asleep. But actually, no, they also get up at five, but they, the, the, the husband is um, in the military or the, the, um, the Air Force, so he gets up at five, goes for okay. his job. The other side is the ones that are sometimes ah. uh, noisy at five o'clock in the morning, but <laughs> not too much. They okay. also work, yeah. and I, I give them that. They start their cars. It's, yeah. um, it's life noises. Yeah. It's not are you very susceptible to noise? I think so, yes. I am hard of hearing and I have, I think, two levels of tinnitus or tinnitus. Okay. So any noises above above that starts making me edgy. Okay. And I think it also comes from my background as a child. I grew up in a household where there was parents swearing, screaming. Okay. So I, I have that kind of background. So it was okay. a bit traumatic. 
I just want to say, so it's um, near, nearly a trauma response that, that, that you have to know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Talking about the nitus, have you taken ginkgo biloba for that yet? I've heard that there are some claims that it can help. I'm also unfortunately susceptible to any stimulants. So I oh, have to be careful what I put into my body. Okay. Yeah. I also have a, <laughs> I have a, a background with addiction. Um, I did drugs. I was an alcoholic. Okay. Um, so any, my body got to a point where it said, but listen, I don't want this anymore. Okay. So I have to be careful. I do drink coffee, but I, I have to be careful how much I drink. Yeah. Any kind of other herbal stimulants also has an effect on my body. Are you serious? Wow. So you, you, you're so, really quite yeah. sensitive. Because I take ginkgo for my for my tinnitus. I read it actually during my studies, my CPD, Continuing Professional Development. Um, I read it in one of the assignments that I was doing and I started taking it. And it's as, okay. if, it's as if somebody just takes the volume knob of my tinnitus and turns it slightly down. So it's still there, but it's okay. very, very slightly in the background. And if I don't take it, then the volume just goes up. So okay. freaky. So are you from the Helderberg? No. Not? I was born and raised. No. <laughs> I'm, so I'm originally. Because <laughs> everybody yeah, I there's know a lot of us. Know, knows you. <laughs> it's so weird. I think it's probably because I'm a bit of a loud mouth at times. <laughs> I'm outspoken. Okay. When we moved to the Helderberg, it took me about three months when I, the, when I decided, you know what, screw this. I'm now in Cape Town. I need to start meeting people. And within a week, I had my first Reiki client who introduced me to Diane Rivero, who owned Amber Moon. And Diane and I became friends and we had a Reiki circle. And then I started working for her in the shop and I started meeting people there and I started my own meditation group. So it just Okay, so just, just to pull, to pull yeah. up very quickly. So where yeah. are you from? Where were you born and raised? Originally Pretoria, grew up there, and at the ripe age of 40, for the first time in my life, packed up everything and moved down to Cape Town with my boyfriend because he got a a transfer. Okay. They were told, you know, your department, we're buying over another company, your department has to move to Cape Town, you can either stay here and lose your job or move to Cape Town and stay in a position, stay stay in a a, a corporate environment. At that stage, I was at the end of my tether with IT. I have an IT background. I was in IT for for 14 years. And at that stage, I started falling off the bus with my work and I started, I just didn't want to be there anymore. I made a decision. I can either stay in Pretoria in a dead end job where I don't want to be, I can move to Cape Town. I know better than anybody that your problems don't stay behind. Yeah. You just take them with you, especially yeah. when it's personal issues. Yes. But I have a chance to start over and realign my, my whole energy yes. and my whole recalibrate myself. Yes. And I said, Cape Town's not the place I really want to be, but there's an opportunity for me to change my life and to change where I'm at in my life. And I took the plunge and we moved down. And yes, sometimes I still break down and go, oh, I miss Pretoria. This past weekend was, it was hectic for me. I miss my family because I've got, I've got no friends and family that live okay. down here. Uh, well, I've got one, f- I make friends. <laughs> I have new friends now, yeah. but I, I didn't know anybody here. 
So okay. when we moved down, I had to re-meet, re-connect re, uh, with uh, Absolutely. new people. Yeah. Don't you have a sister, um, don't you? So, yeah. No, but there's a lot of Riedlingheise. Uh, okay. Because we are originally from uh, Southwest Africa. Okay. I've got family there. And then the little town outside Cape Town called Riedlingheise, um, is actually named after our family. There's apparently two lineages, or, okay. you know, two lineages of Riedlingheise. My dad always said there's the short Riedlingheise and then there's the tall Riedlingheise. <laughs> I still haven't figured out which one I, from which lineage <laughs> I am. I was just going to <laughs> <laughs> from I the photos, no I get the feeling you, you're not short, so you're possibly more, more on the tall side. Because I followed you yeah. on, on Instagram. And I just yeah. this, this woman was your sister. I don't know why. Okay, cool. No, we we three, three brothers. I'm the oldest, the eldest, okay. and then the yeah, the other two are still in Pretoria. Okay. I've got their families there. Well, my whole family, that my direct family, is yeah. still in Pretoria. Okay. Yeah. And how long ago did you make this move to Cape Town? We moved in. August 2014. Okay, so so, yeah. so you, you you qualify now as a citizen. Well done. I think yeah. after five yeah. years that 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 you can buy your buy your citizenship. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I got here, there were a couple of people that that I met that were from Gauteng originally, and um, and various other people throughout my life who couldn't they couldn't stand Cape Town for long. They Ex-Pretorians, they lived here for two or three years and decided, you know what, this is not working. Or yeah. they can't stand it here. It's not for them. My sister's they, one of those. They yeah. moved. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. When I arrived in Cape Town in 1993, the 5th of January, 93, and I put my yeah. my little high heels down at, OR, at then the, <laughs> the Louis Bouton, my soul said, oh, yes. you're home. And I kind of, no, I can't go home because I actually don't like Cape Town. I'm here for work. And my soul said, okay. no, no we, we have arrived. This is where we need to be. Yeah. And okay. very, very shortly after that, I knew that this is where I wanted to be. It was amazing. Okay. Even though, it's actually an interesting story. On the, So I arrived on the 5th of January. And on New Year's Eve, there was a ship in, in Cape Town Harbour. And he yeah. fired a firework, which landed yeah. on a cold storage facility right on the waterfront and the cold storage facility caught light and burned up burned down yeah the, but it was a cold storage facility for fish and things so okay. now it's genuine <laughs> in cape town it's heat from hell so that fish starts oh. smelling <laughs> it was the okay horrific smell that hung over cape town for weeks <laughs> Shit. So every morning on Cape Town, all the local radio stations had kind of a punk count. So today's count <laughs> out of 10 is 8 or 9. It was because it took them time to clean up the, the, this mess. Yeah, oh my yeah. God, it was horrific. And then I kept on having my soul kind of lit. This smell, how can I live here? It's, it's temporary. Yeah. You're okay. We don't <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I've been here all, all, all this time. So I'm very happy. So, Nico, yeah. you grew up Afrikaans. Did you grow up with religion? Yes, um, very much so. My father was and still is a priest in oh, wow. the old apostolic church. Okay. I'm actually grateful for having been brought up in that particular church. 
Okay. Uh, because a lot of their interpretations and their beliefs and their philosophies around the Bible. And my father used to say to us, whether Adam and Eve were real, whether anything in that Bible is real or not, it's not what, what it's about. It's about the spiritual connection and the oh, lessons we learn from it. Yes. Go dad. They also don't believe in, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They also don't believe in God above the clouds that lives in the heaven high up and a hell deep down below. They believe that all of that happens within you. Oh, You're either oh. in a heavenly state or in a state of hell, oh. depending on your emotions. Well, that's so, progressive. It's yes. the last thing I would have thought. Yeah. I mean, they, they're still very conservative. Um, and there's a lot of rules. I mean, I went to art school in standard eight. That's grade 10, yeah. I think. No? Yeah, you, you, um, you definitely still of my generation. <laughs> when we yes. struggle to convert the standards to the grades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I went to art school and I, I um, they put me in, in drama because they thought that if I do drama, I can use it for the church because they have a church play every month. Okay. And um, here I was introduced to stuff like ballet. Oh, wow. And immediately I have a fanatic passion for ballet. And I, with all my mind, I wanted to do ballet. Oh, my word. My parents said no, because the church refused to let us, allow us to dance, because dance leads to sin. Oh, my word. What do they call it? A, a, vertical, a vertical experience for a horizontal desire. <laughs> That's what dance is. Yeah, I, yeah, I can believe that. I can associate with that. Yes. <laughs> so um, I think that's where my struggle with the church started. Oh, um, because here I am and I have this body that I can move and it wants to move, but I'm not allowed to. Yeah. And Oy. the struggle for me was why would God give me a body that, I, that can move and that I can wow people with, because people stood in awe. I eventually took up acrobatics. Okay. Um, but I always tried to mimic the ballet dancers so okay. that I could have these beautiful movements while I do my acrobatics. <laughs> so you snuck um, it in, did you? <laughs> yes. <It's> sneaky. <laughs> I was very clever. I wanted to dance, so I needed to, I needed to find a way. Fabulous. <laughs> And years later, when I left school, I started going to clubs and I, I used to dance to rave music and I would love dance, dancing. Oh, we are from the same those... generation. <laughs> <laughs> when you open I your eyes again, the sun's shoot. shining, you think, what, where the hell did the night go? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you walk out of the, of the club at nine o'clock in the morning. And like and All the oh, pretty girls look like hell. Home. I always loved, loved, loved raves. I looked, looked at yes. the people when the night starts. The hair are blow dry, the makeup's perfect. The next morning yes. when the sun comes up, they look like <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> flats on their heads. <laughs> oh, those were the good old days. I loved those. Yeah. <laughs> I won't say I missed them, but I, I did, did love them. I was going to say, I wouldn't go back, but I really had fun. Yeah, I'm glad it's I one thing that I also learned. Yeah, look awesome. back fondly, but don't want to go back. Okay, yeah. So, where did you do your schooling? Um, I was in high school pro arte from grade 10, standard okay. eight. Um, that was before they amalgamated with uh Alphen Park. Okay, so they were full on full arts. Um, yeah. they had the 
speak, uh, drama, art, ballet, and music. Okay. Those were the four kunstrichtings. Um, yeah. and, and, and which one did you fall into seeing that you couldn't do ballet? I did drama. So, okay. yeah, that, <laughs> I think that's where, where my loud mouth comes from because I wasn't, <laughs> a, I don't think I was a loud mouth before then. Um, but when I started doing drama, I started coming out of my shell. It helped me a lot. Um, so, I'm thankful for that. Yeah. But my main thing was I've always wanted to be a teacher. Okay. And that's, yeah, that's a whole different story. So, I ended up in IT. Yeah, <laughs> long story. Oh, that's, that, long that sounds, that sounds so logical. Go to art school, wanted to be a teacher, and ended up in IT. Okay, the, yeah. the, the total logical yeah. progression. <laughs> Logic astounds me. <laughs> as as yeah. Dadir Matthias says in the beginning of her book, um, Circles in the Forest, for the English, yeah. with, for the English people, um, it basically says that life makes very strange turns with you. And it's so true. Yes. We go the weirdest, weirdest routes to end up where we where we do it. So let, let's jump forward and then we're going to do as we speak, filling the rest of the story. Okay. If I look at your email signature, it's like in a list of things that you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um read that out loud because that's going to be quite quite interesting. So oosh, no, I can't. Yes, I can. You cannot minimize Zoom when you are recording this meeting. Okay, so I can't minimize. So you no, I can. I've got another screen. <laughs> yeah, I was going to. Yeah, I was going I, to do it for you. I am so um, so technologically not with it, so I forget that I can do all these wonderful things. Um, actually, no, you'll have to do it for me because um, I, I'm afraid I'm going to bugger this up. So please, if you don't okay. mind, get get your signature for us, or just tell us what, what all the things you are. Okay. Um, my signature says I'm a Reiki master and teacher. What it doesn't say, I also am a, a Karunaki Reiki master. Karunaki Reiki Chakras. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Remember, I want to know what that is. Okay. Um, I'm a chakra specialist. I'm a counseling and guidance practitioner. I do hypnotherapy. I'm a meditation Ooh. coach and meditation facilitator. And on the altercation, I do tarot readings for guidance. Okay. And like I say, I do group group meditations as well. Awesome. Wow. Okay, let's start at the top. <laughs> okay. We, we and how so, did, the Reiki, did the Reiki start? And what is that other type of Reiki? Karunaki. Karunaki. Okay, so, so, so tell, us about, tell us about what Reiki is and what Karunaki is. Okay. Reiki is a, um, a healing modality that came from Japan. Um, it's an ancient art of natural healing where the practitioner uses his or her physical body to channel life force energy to the patient or chi. to the subject. Chi, yes. Life cool. force energy, chi. <laughs> so I'm hence so, the I'm word so, rain. I'm so glad that I, that I can sound, sound uber-spiritual because I know chi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're pronouncing it incorrectly. It's Ooh. spiritual. Yeah, <laughs> we're spiritual. Spiritual, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only, only, um, only people who are common with a copy of your ear say spiritual. <laughs> yes. Cool. We are spiritual <laughs> because we're spiritual on the stoop and we're spiritual in the yard and we're spiritual at home and we're spiritual everywhere except where we're supposed to live. <laughs> it's a long story. <laughs> I would love to hear that one day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell it to you in, in, in a cool. while. Awesome. Um, 
the yeah so reiki is about, like i say it's a natural form of healing um and it has been pa passed on by master usui and it has come down various lineages and you get attunements um the course itself is quite is quite a, a an extensive one so and i teach people reiki who wants and i'm to still learn. keen on doing that i haven't forgotten <laughs> well, it's a great that, that you know with our second move coming up next week. It, it just life has just been oh, hectic. So, um, so it's still on the card. Don't worry. Cool. <laughs> yeah, you said you're still going to move to California. Is yeah. that still on the cards? That's okay. still on the cards. Yeah, we just don't know when. Yeah, with the it'll probably be next year. Yeah, but we're moving. To, we're moving to Cape Town now next Wednesday. We've now rented a, oh. we, we we rented a house there. For three months. Okay. So now it's kind of, yes, we want to go to California, but wait for three months. <laughs> okay. Of course, yeah, you probably have to wait. You have to wait. We'll to to get the call tomorrow to say, okay, your visas have been approved. <laughs> oh, so you're waiting for that as well. Oh, we're waiting for that. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Back, back to oh, Ray. luck. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, that's basically Reiki in a nutshell. Karuna Ki... Sorry, I'm going to yep. interrupt you there quickly. My understanding is it, it's you don't touch your client. You have very close contact. It's all, all about the energy, feeling the energy, the, yes. the heat of the body. The, the heat can tell you where the healing is take place. Am I correct? When I teach Reiki 1, I show you hand positions on the physical body. Okay. So in Reiki okay. 1, you start off with touching the physical body. Okay. But then later on, when your intuition develops and you get a good feel for it, you can actually direct the energy without even using your hands. Okay. Oh, wow. So it's a process of progression. I like to use the analogy of a ballet dancer. When you're six years old, you. they show you how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's how I understand it. You, you learn to point your toes and not to sickle the ankle. And then later on, they learn you how to turn out your legs, how to hold the arms and not splay the fingers, just make it nice and so So it's a progression. Yeah. Reiki is the same thing. And with everything in life, you have to learn the basics before you can move on to the next step. Okay. Yeah. So it will start off on the body. And I still sometimes start off, especially if it's a client that comes to me for, for Reiki for the first time. I would use the traditional hand positions just to get in touch with that person. Okay. And from there on, I'll progress and I'll even eventually I'll say to the client, listen, if you want Reiki, I can beam it to you. You don't have to come in. Okay. Um, you just... You don't even have to go sit still for a for that for that whole half an hour, forty five minutes. Yeah. Do whatever you want to, and I just beam it. Yeah. And that's where Karuna Ki now comes in, which is a step up from the the traditional Reiki. Karuna Ki means compassionate healing. Okay. And Karuna Ki, you get a lot more symbols in Reiki too. You learn symbols that help you switch on the energy a lot faster and you can do distance healing and with karunaki you get symbols that are slightly more specific to certain aspects like healing unconscious patterns okay. healing heartbreak issues or issues with the heart bringing the soul and the body closer together oh wow because a lot of people yeah um i've always well not always i for a long time i've had this belief that 
the soul. We talk about the higher self. But for me, there is no such thing as a higher self. It's the self, just different aspects of it. Okay. And it might have a higher vibration. Yes. And that what might be where your wisdom comes from. Yes. But it's still the self. Okay, cool. So I prefer to refer to it as the infinite I. Ooh, nice. So, yes. I so like with that. Karuna Ki, it, yeah, it, it, it sits closer to home. You don't have to connect to something out there mm. because you realize the infinite I, it's here. It's in my body. It's me. It's This, yeah. this is the whole of what I am. So... Kurunaki then brings you closer to that idea and helps you connect with it more closely so that you can actually start working with it. Okay. It also helps you realize that you don't have to beam the energy. You just activate it. Um, if you read up on quantum science and um, quantum entanglement, you start realizing that you don't have to send the energy to a place you just acknowledge that it's there and it awakens. Okay. It's like switching on a light bulb with a light switch and seeing it light up without okay. having any distance being traversed. Okay. It's there immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And do you have to do Reiki before you can get to Karunki? It's suggested, yes. Okay. Um, there are people who don't. But Karunaki, once you understand, at the very least, do up to Reiki 2, I would okay. suggest. Do up to Reiki 2 so that you get that foundation. Yeah. And then do your Karunaki. Okay. Because then you understand the symbols as well. And you understand the how it is possible to activate a healing for a person in a different time and space. Yeah. Because okay. I can activate a healing for 9 o'clock next Monday. And in Reiki 2, you learn how to do it. Okay. So that Monday morning comes, 9 o'clock, that person wakes up and here's the energy and their body can accept or reject it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But I've activated the healing for them. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. And how did you get into Reiki? Um, <laughs> I got involved when I was working in Junkbao in Pretoria. Um, one of the was that, those were your IT days. Those were my IT days. Okay. Yes. Cool. One of my suppliers, who we bought printers and computers and stuff from, um, was a lady who had her own female uh, women-only IT company. Oh wow! And I eventually got really good friends with a lot of them. Um, but she was awake and doing other stuff outside of her company where she ran workshops and um, sent her staff for, uh, if, if they go on, on um, what do you call it? Retreats. Uh, team buildings. Okay, yeah. Yeah, she would send them for retreats and Reiki courses and oh. um, chakra alignments and all those kind of things. So they were all open-minded and very yeah. spiritually aware. So they started talking to me about this and or, or they mentioned how wonderful their company is. And I, I asked one of the ladies, the, the reps, I said to her, listen, but if you do something like that again, please let me know because I would also like to do some or other course. Mm. And then they introduced me to somebody who did um, personal development workshops 
but it was intense stuff. And they work with the I am and with soul contracts. Okay. And eventually cool. I did, did those. And from there, I got contacts with Reiki and got interested in Reiki. And I, I started getting really, everything opened up for me. Yeah. And then I thought, you know what, if I want to start working with people, because I realized that that's one of the things that I like to do is working with people and helping people. I would like to do something that will teach me how to do it. And I got in contact with Manuela Savage and she was my Reiki master. And she, I did my, all three of my Reiki courses through her. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that awesome. was the Reiki journey. That's where I started. Okay. Yeah. Oh. And what does your boyfriend do? He is a fund administrator. Um, well, when we moved down, he was a fund administrator. Now he's an, a manager um, at a, a, a insurance company. Um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to mention the company, but he works with people's annuities. Okay. So you know, he's into that admin kind of thing. And does he think you're weird? No. My husband, my, husband thinks, my husband thinks I'm completely cuckoo. <laughs> he finds me very entertaining. Um, but we both have a very, um, we have more or less the same kind of humor. Okay. Or same sense of humor. Yeah. Um, and he finds my, my, um, my spiritual beliefs and my spiritual practices, he finds interesting. Um, and he, he's also not religious and, he shares my views. Okay. Although oh, he's cool. not actively, yeah, he's okay. not the kind of person who gets active in, in it. He'll come yeah. to the group meditations okay. and he enjoys my meditations. Um, and he'll encourage me with my counseling clients. And sometimes we sit and, because he also studied psychology, funny okay. enough. <laughs> um, so I can bounce ideas off him and we can have discussions over a cup of coffee. Okay. Um, when I when I face certain problems or uh, issues, I love you. So, yeah, yeah, we fill each other on quite nicely. Cool. But he's not he's not somebody who he, he's got his own stuff and he yeah. enjoys playing tennis. He's a sports person okay. more. Um, so yeah, um, he doesn't okay. think I'm weird, but he he finds me entertaining. <laughs> My husband's a computer scientist, and he just thinks I'm weird. <laughs> If it's not if it's not ones and zeros, then it doesn't make sense to him. So all, all, all the ideas come. What? <laughs> okay. So I found yes. I found if you can actually bring the science of what you do into it and help him understand what it is that you do, he will actually yeah. click, and yeah. he won't find you that weird. You know what I like about it though is even though he doesn't get it and it doesn't interest him at all, he he has a lot of respect. For what I do, he, he, that's good. He, he yeah. respects it, and, and and that I really like. So, um, yeah. a lot of things he will just really laugh at, but generally, what yeah. he sees how I live my life, he's gonna, yeah, that, that that's good. Yeah. I really like that. So, that was Reiki. What's the next thing on your on your signature? <laughs> uh, chakra specialist. Yes. Um. So how that came about? Um. A couple of years ago, just before 2012, I think it was in 2010 or 20, yeah, it was 2010. Um, the lady Diana Cooper graced our shores and a friend and I went to uh, attend one of her day workshops. It was the 2012 and beyond workshop where she 
introduced her book, 2012 and Beyond. Um, but it wasn't just a talk, 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 and hello, this is my book, and you should all read it. It was actually she got into discussing stuff, and okay. she activated and she activated the twelve chakras, the the, uh, the twelve ascension chakras. Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. I thought you were talking we, about seven. When did, where did the other five come from? <laughs> in in Atlantis, the people from Atlantis had all those chakras, and maybe even more that were that they actively worked with okay now when i work with this and i teach people about it i say i don't activate the chakras because they're already active i activate your consciousness to those chakras yes because the whole system is already there we can perceive the whole toroidal field with science they can actually take photographs of the toroidal field and those energy centers it is us in our consciousness who need to adapt and start realizing that this is the energy centers yeah. and what is real within us. Yeah. And for me, when I started actively working with those chakras every single day, little by little, my consciousness expanded and I started be- becoming aware of more and more stuff. Okay. I started letting go of other stuff, for uh-huh. instance, I stopped working with spirit guides. I stopped working with angels and archangels. Um, Not that I don't believe in them, but I just feel, you know what? If I want to learn to walk, I I have to stop crawling. Yeah. I have to stop using the, the, um, what is those walkers that the babies walk in? Yeah, um, 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 in Afrikaans called the Luoprang. That's it. When we were children, we had those luopranga, which which are now apparently the worst thing you can ever do for a child is put them in a luopranga. Apparently, yeah. Ever. Well, I learned how to walk with one of those. And and I just walk fine. I walk fine. (laughs) Yeah, I walk on my toes, though. (laughs) Okay. But you just all know that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) My my mom still says it's because I I used to learn to walk in one of those walker rings. Um. So you have to stop using crutches. I, I see the whole, it's fine to every now and again ask for guidance, but I see people using angels and tarot and um, crystals and all these external elements as crutches. Okay. They can't go throughout a day with having six crystals in their pocket or having asked the angels to open the way to the store so that there's no accidents and incidents. And they can't decide on a book without asking their angels, angels, what does what book should I read? Really? <laughs> it frustrates me. Get this. I work in a bookshop. I'm not going to mention the name. Every now and again, I have someone coming in and then they have their little um, dangly oh that, word, uh, yeah. pendulum. Okay. Wanting to know what spiritual book they need to read. I mean, this is a commercial bookshop. Ask yeah. your friendly attendant and use your intuition. Coming back to the chakras. So when I started working with this, these kind of things started happening for me and I started opening and I started becoming aware that I can't just always use those people, those beings as my crutch. Yeah. Then at some stage, I also had a, another awareness that came to me where I realized, but you know what, even in the church that I was in, even Christianity will say to you, you are a spark of the divine, which means I am a God. 
Abram Hicks, Diana Cooper, all of them talk about the, the law of attraction, which means I am a creator, which means I am a God. So I have to start taking responsibility and accountability for what is out there ah. because it's there to show what I am, what goes on inside me. Yeah. So stepping into the role of a God, I realize, but whatever I am thinking in the back of my mind is what I create on the outside to show to me. Mm. It's, it's, we need to start looking at what is outside as a projection and your eyes are the projector. The film is running in the back of your mind and you're projecting it outside of you. And whatever you see, whether it irks you or gives you joy, that's what's yeah. going on inside of you. So therefore, if you want to change, change, if you want to change your surroundings, change your way of thinking, change thinking. your insight. Yeah. 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 Awesome. I like that. Yeah. Joe Dispenza is one of the big names at this stage. And if there's something that I can offer to people, go read his work. Joe Dispenza. He's a nearest, yes. Actually, Dr. Do Joe Dispenza, but I hate titles. <laughs> he is a neuroscientist, but he is also involved with esoteric subjects. And he brings the esoteric, metaphysical, quantum, everything yeah. he brings together. Yeah. And it helps you to understand that your brain has synapses and the way you react is not necessarily your reaction. It's just a pattern because you reacted the first two times. Mm. And after that, it becomes a pattern. And that is such an important, let, let's go to counseling now. And that is such an important thing in counseling is, you know, it, yes. Because you reacted like that at the age of six, seven, and eight, doesn't mean that that is still appropriate reaction at 40, 45, yeah. 46, 47. So yes. we need to change the way you, you, you react so that you yes. can actually be more integrated in society, in life, and, and take responsibility and those type of things. Yes. Um, so, so we're on the same page there because that, that's basically what a lot of my counseling is about is kind of, you know, actually, your 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 reaction to life is inappropriate for where you are in life. So so so, so let's yes. form new neural pathways, um, reprogram you, and um, let's see how that works. So yes, is yeah. that also the type of counselling you do? Or what? How did you end yeah. up in counselling? Um, counselling when you do your Reiki masters, you get some basic counselling skills. Okay. Um. And in my case, I was very, very, very lucky. My Reiki master was also a neuro uh, uh, meta, meta NLP practitioner. Oh, cool. Um, actually, meta NLP coach, because she teaches you okay. how to. Now, in, we all know NLP, neuro linguistic programming, but the meta NLP comes in with where they combined um, neuro semantics, semantics with NLP okay. and started working with meta states. I'm not going to try and explain it all because I didn't do the courses yet, but th she helped us and gave us a few skills. Okay, cool. And through that, I was able to start recognizing patterns in people's lives. Also those workshops that I did with um, the power of being, I assisted on those. And there I also started 
noticing how people their lives keep on playing out the same patterns mm, yeah so that's how the counseling eventually came and i started oh, cool. separating counseling from reiki i still do counseling in my reiki sessions yeah. give feedback but um the, the counseling that i offer as counseling only okay is slightly more specialized and slightly more structured okay and then moving that into hypnotherapy i just said there's a very in. there's a very close connection between nlp and hypnotherapy yeah. that's one yeah. of the first things that's my next um, 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 jump is okay. I, I negotiated when we get to california i'm taking a three month hiatus and yeah. then i want to do marissa pierce nlp hypnosis course okay mm. great It I'm very exciting. excited about hypnosis. Always fascinated me since my studying psychology days. Okay. Just a pity that I hated psychology at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was far um, too theoretical. I couldn't. I couldn't connect with psychology. It was just I didn't get it. Yeah. Was that also your your mm -hmm. logical move from NLP into hypnosis? Being a meditation coach, because I taught myself how to to meditate. Okay. And then I started doing meditation workshops where I taught people how to meditate. Ah. And in my research on getting the background of meditation and what is meditation, I got to the question, what is the difference between meditation and hypnosis? And the basic, basic answer is there's not much of a difference. It's only the one is more fluid and has a slightly more creative vibe to it, whereas hypnosis has got a more academic approach. But it has the same, if you follow the same procedures in hypnosis, you can do a very awesome meditation that can blow people's minds ah. just using different imagery yeah. and using a little bit of a more flow to it. Okay. So it's like comparing, if, you, if I look at art, abstract next to cubism. Yeah. You get, who's that, who's that get, guy get the idea. all those cubes? Shit. Mondrian. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If you look at a Mondrian and compare it to a Dali, yeah. that's the difference okay, between cool, hypnosis yeah. and um, meditation. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Although you can actually still get the same pictures from a Dali when you go into hypnosis it just depends on uh, the person yeah. the time and place and how the 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 uh, facilitator moves you through the the stages of hypnosis okay and what the, the aim is actually yeah. also when you do hypnosis can you do that remotely as well or yeah. does the person have to be with you in the room don't have to be in the okay, same room cool. It all comes down to the words that I speak, how I guide that person, and there's certain instructions that you can give to a person that will help them in that moment, wherever they are, to just relax and calm down. Okay. So, yeah, it can be done yeah. remotely. Okay. Yeah. Nico, I, I could actually talk to you for the rest of the morning, but that's unfortunately <laughs> not possible because I've got a, a 10 o'clock session. But okay. we, in all of this, where do people find you? We can people make contact with you and connect with your either your meditation or any of your modalities that you do to enrich okay, their lives. So I have my own website. Cool. It's nikoviedlingais.com. Yeah. If you if you misspell my surname, they can always search for Indigo Spirit Academy on Google. 
Ah. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram under Indigo Spirit Academy. Cool. Yeah, Google should bring up the, awesome. the, um, the website. And cool. then if they want to make an appointment, they can either contact me via cell phone or uh, WhatsApp even, okay, or cool. send me an email. Awesome. Yeah. And the contact details are on your site. Fantastic. Uh, on my site. Yeah. That is excellent. Nico, okay. thank you so very, very much. What an interesting chat. I loved this. It was, it was I, fun. I, thank I, you, Freddy. I really could have chatted a lot more. There's a lot more that I want to know. <laughs> we are in contact now, so we can stay in contact. Totally yeah. so. So we can just just stay in contact. So thank you very much and enjoy the rest of your Monday and don't go away. Right. See ya. Bye. Bye. Getting to know someone new is such fun, especially if they are as interesting and multifaceted as Nico. I really could have chatted to him for much longer, but I'm trying to keep in mind that you all have lives too. I thank Nico for taking time to chat to us and for his amazing energy first thing on a Monday morning. If you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to connect with me on my website, which is www.freddy.org.za or find me on Facebook at either Meet Me in the Field or Freddy Counselor or on Twitter at at Freddy or Instagram at Freddy Counselor. Remember that Freddy is always spelt with an IE at the end. Thank you for listening. Be safe. Bye.